Good morning, everyone. So when we feel like there is a hole or emptiness in our hearts, like there's a void in our hearts, what do I try to fill that void and emptiness with? In the first reading, we heard, we heard about vanity. And looking at the meaning of the word vanity, it tells us that it is that inflated pride in oneself or one's appearance, but also that sense that something is empty. And so that sense of, of going around and having, you know, that, that the, uh, appearance of that pride on oneself. And the first reading itself tells us this also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to a man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? In other words, what good is it to spend our life working for the things that perish, but not so much working for the things that are everlasting? And this is what Jesus is trying to tell us in the gospel, that often we focus in storing for ourselves things on earth, and then vanity comes in and blinds us as to wanting more and seeking more, because at the end, we're trying to fill that void and that emptiness in our hearts with the material things. And so sometimes this void and this emptiness is caused maybe by a childhood trauma or something that happened to us many years ago. And we have that void and that emptiness there. And then we try to fill it with other things, all these external material things, and we feel like it's not, the hole is still there. The emptiness is still there. So we need to ask ourselves, am I feeling that emptiness with the right thing? And we notice that we don't feel happy and that there's something missing. And then we give into vanity to make things worse, but then vanity creates a bigger emptiness in our hearts. And so Jesus in the gospel gave a parable, gives us the parable of this rich man who began to expand his possessions. He began to focus on working for the material things, and he forgot to focus in God. And at the end of his lifetime, after all his possessions, death came to him, and he was not able to take with him anything that he had. No material things, and that's the thing we need to remember. When we die, we don't take anything material with us. So Jesus is trying to bring this message across, and I want to clarify something important. Jesus is not saying in the gospel that money is bad, being successful is bad. That's what Jesus, that's not what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying to us is that money and those earthly possessions, they can become a problem when they distract us from our relationship with him. And even more, when they distract us from our relationships with one another, especially with our own family members. And so having money is not a problem, but what we do with our money and if the money becomes our main focus. And also, we need to keep in mind, what are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching them values and morals? Or are we teaching them that success, power, money is what truly is important? But what about teaching them about the love of God, about loving each other, and about respecting each other? And so for too many people, money appears to be the most important ingredient 
of life, and their constant prayer is that God might give them plenty of money. And this is a problem that happens to everyone, to those who are wealthy and to those who are not wealthy, because our prayer can constantly become, oh Lord, help me. Help me win the lottery. And maybe some of us are disappointed that they, we did not win the big prize of the Mega Million this past Friday. Unfortunately, none of us here did. But it becomes a problem when our prayer is focused on money. And we sometimes happens. If people are constantly praying, oh, Lord, help me with this, help me with this. And so Jesus, in the gospel, he also, before he tells a parable, he, teach, he speaks about that there's this man that comes to him. And the man from the crowd said to Jesus, Master, tell my brother to give me a share of our inheritance. And we know how money, and especially inheritance, can become a problem in family matters. And sometimes families break apart because of money and inheritance. And what is Jesus' response? He could have intervened, but he refused to get involved and preferred the matter be solved by the rightful authorities. And so instead of taking a practical decision in the matter, Jesus prefers to point to the principle that should guide our dealings in money matters. And Jesus tells us, watch and be on your guard against greed of any kind, for a man's life is not made secure by what he owns, even if he has more than he needs. And so that's why in the second part of the gospel, Jesus gives a parable of this rich fool, and he's called a fool because he makes, he spent his whole life storing up earthly possessions, but he forgot to invest. He forgot to invest in the possessions of heaven. And his main focus was the only the perishable possessions here on earth. And so what should we do about this problem? The good thing is, St. Paul, in the second reading, he gives us a remedy for this problem. And he reminds us that through our baptism, we have been marked and set apart for God. And he reminds us that our goal should no longer be of focusing on the things on earth, but we should always look into heaven. Our focus and our investment should be in the things of heaven. And so how we obtain this, and St. Paul says, put to death then the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and the greed that is idolatry. And I will say to this list, we can also add vanity. And we need to learn how to uproot all of these things from our heart. Uproot those things that what they're doing in our hearts, they're causing more and more of that emptiness. They're making that void and that emptiness in our hearts even bigger. And so those are the things that we need to be uprooting from our hearts. And the truth is that there's only one thing, I should say, there's only one person that can help us uproot those things from our hearts and will fill that void that is in our hearts, and that is Jesus. That is Jesus, our relationship with God, but also our relationships with one another. It reminds me of a time where I actually saw this put into practice. And it was during my first, during my first few years of seminary formation, I went on a mission trip to Belize. And we went to the poorest area of Belize near the border with Guatemala. And while we were over there, 
we went to an even poorer area just outside the town we were staying at where there were families living in huts. And I will say that I was shocked. I was shocked how still in the 21st century there were families still living in huts. And they had no electricity, no running water, the floor of their house was dirt, and that was part of the project we were doing as a mission trip. We were going to build a concrete floor in their little hut. And they, for them to be able to have water, for, for them to live every day, they had to go to the river. But the river was downhill, which meant every time they had to go to collect water from the river, they had to walk back up the hill with heavy buckets. I will say, I don't know how they did it. I had to, I went and helped this one lady go bring the bucket. It was too heavy. I will say, I don't know how this, she was doing like nothing. Make me, I was ashamed of myself that I was struggling to being able to bring this bucket up the hill. Most of the water got spilled on the way. But here, something that I learned is that these families, with the little they had, they were so joyful. They were so joyful. And we brought things for them to help them. We brought them like clothing and, and food and all this other stuff. And they did not store it for themselves, but they shared it with their neighbors. And I was shocked when I saw this one family, that, the, the main family we were helping, how she went and, and started to give away her, the stuff that we gave her to her neighbors. And all the kids, they were so happy. And they were doing laundry in the river. And I saw how the kids were playing happily while the mothers were doing the laundry down the river. And there was a sense of innocence. And there was a sense of joy and true happiness because they learned, they learned because they lacked the material things, they found the true joy in the things that really matter, which is God and their families. That's where they found their joy. That's where they find their joy. And with this story, I'm not trying to sanctify poverty. I'm not trying to sanctify poverty, but I'm just trying to make us aware how, where we can find our true joy. And St. Mother Teresa speaks that about the fact that there are different kinds of poverty. St. Mother Teresa said, we think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked, and homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty. We must start in our own homes to remedy this kind of poverty. And this, exactly this kind of poverty, is what Jesus is trying to avoid in all of our hearts. And it's only possible if we learn how to focus our, our lives on Jesus and our relationships with one another. So what makes life meaningful? Life makes sense only if we can relate it to lasting values. If persons seek only values that perish, they will never be satisfied. Money and all that it can buy cannot impart lasting happiness and cannot fill the void that is in our hearts. Life is meaningful insofar as it is related to others, fellow human beings, and ultimately when we are related to God. And so this is what we need to teach our kids. This is what we need to teach our kids. What is truly important, it's not success, it's not the material things. Those, those things are passing. Those things will pass away. But it is the investments, the true investments that we need to give is in heaven. So we need to teach our kids our moral values. We need to teach them how to love God and how to love each other. 
And I promise you, my brothers and sisters, I promise you, when we learn, when we learn how to give God the importance that he needs to in our lives, that's when we will find true happiness. That's where we're going to feel that the void and emptiness in our hearts starts decreasing and decreasing because Jesus starts to fill up that void. And so that is my prayer for all of us, that we may never forget, that we may never forget that what is truly important in our lives is Jesus and our love for one another. Amen.